The Provoke Podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. Welcome to the Provoke Media Podcast. I'm Megan Keoghan, head of partnerships and host of today's episode. Niche practice acquisitions are increasingly seen as a major growth strategy across the industry. The value they bring and the insights they offer are key to many facets of an agency's long-term strategy. With us today to talk about these takeaways and to share more about the benefits they've seen in their own firm are Leah Markham and Kristen Levine from French West Bond. Thank you both for being here. Great to be here. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Kristen, um, why don't we kick off with you? Can you tell us a little bit more about um, how you came to be a part of French West Bond and, um, and your background a little bit? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, so I started my work in the pet uh, space about a little over 30 years ago. I started out as a PR director for a large animal shelter in the Tampa Bay area called the SPCA of Tampa Bay. Uh, spent 15 years there promoting pet adoption and responsible pet care. Uh, and then in 2003, uh, 20 years ago this year, uh, I started Fetching Communications, which uh, was a, um, an, a PR agency dedicated exclusively to the pet and animal health practice. Um, fast forward about 15 years later, uh, I sought out a partner to help us uh, be able to attract um, a broader range of clients and um, was fortunate enough to meet um, Rick French and the, and the folks at French West Bond and they acquired Fetching Communications in 2017. So today I am the senior counsel for the pet and animal health practice at French West Bond. Very fun. And we are going to get into all of the, the nuances and perks of working with uh, the industry of puppies and pets <laughs> later in this episode, which we are all looking forward to. So thank you, Kristen. Um, Leah, tell us a little bit more about your role with um, French West Bond and sort of the capacity that you work with um, Kristen in this space. Yeah. So I have not been um, fortunate as Kristen to be involved with the pet industry for quite as long, other than, you know, just a lifelong love of pets. But um, my official involvement in the pet industry has actually been only for the past few years. Um, I oversee the day-to-day -day, um, of the pet practice within French West Bond and work really closely with Kristen on all of our clients in the pet um, and animal health space. So um, we're going to, I know we're going to get into some of those clients in a few minutes, but um, yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. Well, a very uh, interesting merger because not everybody has the benefit of getting to work with um, our beloved uh, furry family members as part of their day-to-day -day agency practice. Um, can you kind of take us through uh, initially um, how how this particular niche practice has fit into French West Bond's like greater landscape and some of those early takeaways um, from its you know learnings? Yeah, absolutely. So French West Vaughn um, was founded in 1997. So we actually celebrated our 25th anniversary last year. Um, and our CEO has a history of seeking out um, strategic partnerships and acquisitions that, that have over the years grown the agency and its capabilities from what started as a PR agency to now a fully integrated agency. Um, you know, there's been a series of acquisitions over the years and um, fetching certainly was one of those key ones. Um, the result of which is French West Vaughn is now the largest independent PR 
agency in the Southeast and the 17th in the country. And those acquisitions have, have certainly played a role in that. Um, I think that it's very evident that Kristen mentioned our CEO, Rick French. He recognized um, very early on the importance and the potential in the pet and animal space, um, which was certainly something that, you know, factored into that decision to acquire, acquire fetching. Yeah, sure. And I can add to that too, just speaking about the um, the growth in the pet space. Back in 1997, when when French West Vaughn uh, was founded, pet spending was only $17 billion. And last year, uh, it was at $123 billion. So we're talking about, you know, triple digit growth. I would love to say I, you know, foresaw the growth and that's why I started my practice. Uh, I just got very lucky, actually. Um, but, uh, you know, the, they say that the pet industry is recession proof and that has held true for, for the last couple of decades um, and hopefully will continue to hold true. Um, uh, it's, you know, for, for just if we we're talking about um, the benefits um, for, of this partnership coming together, you know, for fetching, a relationship with French West Vaughn meant a significant expansion of our um, resources and expertise in consumer marketing. Because as a small as a small niche firm, we were um, depending on the year, we were anywhere from a team of six to twelve, and we started out also started out as a PR firm. So um, we were we really struggled after the first like seven or eight years to keep up with. Um, you know, the evolution of digital marketing and social media, and it just became more and more of a, of a, of a challenge for us. So um, the partnership has been, you know, really fantastic for not only our, our, our team, but our clients as well, um, because now we have capabilities that expand well beyond PR, including creative, social media, and um, operations and more. Certainly. And Leah, when we look kind of on the inverse of that, which would be what um, French West Bond has sort of gleaned or learned from like this highly specific practice or expertise space, um, would you say that there are uh, kind of parallels to how how French West Bond, the, the greater agency, has also been able to like take a cue here and there or apply that to other campaigns or um, clients? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think in general, um, French West Vaughn, you know, we're experts at consumer marketing and we're experts in connecting consumers, um, you know, of all different shapes, sizes, backgrounds um, with, you know, our brands and the clients that we work with. Um, so that combined with this really niche expertise that we gained when we acquired Fetching really gave us a unique competitive advantage that sets us apart from a lot of other agencies. We we frequently talk to new business prospects in the pet space that reach out and say, we saw that you had this specialized pet practice, but we didn't realize that you were, you know, part of a larger agency that has this general expertise in consumer marketing and all these additional resources and arms and, um, you know, things that we can leverage and different levers that we can pull. So it really does set us apart from um, a lot of other agencies and in a good way. Yeah. In terms of like the audience of um, like pet owners or, um, like the, like, especially when we look at like the consumer side of, um, some of Fetching's, um, existing audience when they brought that in, have you found like that there are overlaps of, um, like various, um, like audience demographics that have allowed you to sort of tap the Fetching audience in a way that maybe you wouldn't have for a different campaign? 
with like cross interests? Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, there's the one of the statistics that we that we learned from um, the client uh, American Pet Products Association, their National Pet Owner Survey says that 70% of American households have at least one pet. And so I think you could um, arguably expand that to um, another vertical such as um, outdoor or travel yeah. tourism, people who live an outdoor lifestyle or an active outdoor lifestyle or people who love to travel probably seven out of 10 of them also have pets. And so yeah. Uh, it, yeah. it's a really unique opportunity to to be able to tap into those really specific interests of those consumers um, yeah. in ways that you might not, yeah. in this case, in ways that we might not if, if we weren't um, a partner practice. Totally. Those um, overlapping consumer insights and kind of giving you a different talking point and, and entry segue uh, into an audience for possibly unrelated uh, campaigns or products or um, agency work. So I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I think the other, oh, I'm sorry. To interrupt no, you. I was just going to say, I think the other, um, you know, obviously we're, we're all looking to grow our businesses and, you know, one of the, um, the, from the new business perspective, the first year um, of our merger with, with French West Vine, we were able to, acquire a key account in the animal pharmaceutical space. Uh, and also they had an arm that was over the counter um, products for, for companion animals. And that, that nearly doubled our pet practice, you know, within the first year. So this was, this was an account that fetching communications on its own prior to, you know, becoming acquired would not have been able to, to land that account because we simply didn't have the, the resources to serve all their needs. And French West Vaughan on the other, on the other side, they didn't have the pet expertise prior to um, joining with us. So, yeah. um, you know, that, that's kind of an obvious uh, reason that um, agencies look to, you know, acquiring these niche practices. And then subsequently we were able to land a lot of what I call dream accounts that um, I always wanted to see fetching working with, but we just weren't positioned um, well yeah. in terms of, of resources. So it's been a really a great win-win. It, it does sound like extremely um, mutually beneficial just in the the um, the scaling capabilities and how fun for you, Kristen, to be able to get to like scratch the surface of um, I think anyone here with us today will have all known the understaffed, under-resourced agency life uh, at various points where we all have our dream accounts and what a fun way to like crack those or, or be able to um, experience those and, and bring that super niche expertise to them in a way that those clients also might not have been able to um, pre previously tap expertise also. Yeah, exactly. I um, keep thinking uh, as we've been like kind of learning about uh, the, the merger of your or the acquisition of your practice and um, kind of like how the, the benefits go both ways. It really resonates a lot to me, like, um, how we talk about the value of the micro influencer today. Like, I know, I know that these are two totally different topics, but there is, um, kind of a, a similar analogy there, which is the, the value of your ability, Kristen, to speak to a highly defined, highly known audience, um, in a way that a broader agency might not have been able to get through as effectively either. Um, and I, I see like those as, as really um, huge, sort of hard to, to capture um, 
not so tangible, but but very present there. Yeah, that no, that it's is a great analogy. Yeah, I was gonna say it's also interesting. Sometimes we have clients come to us, um, you know, in the pet and animal health space, and you know, they might be smaller clients, and you know, they're really focused on, you know trade media relations or, you know, a very small, you know, group of consumers. And, you know, after we sort of work with them and they see some of the other capabilities we have, and we bring some of that general consumer expertise to the table, they sort of are able to walk away and go, oh, wow, I never realized that I should even be in some of these other spaces or that, you know, what we're doing is relevant for some of these other spaces. Like, you know, Kristen mentioned the American Pet Products Association. They're just now starting to look at really making connections and expanding their influence um, to spaces like travel and tourism and hospitality and the outdoors. Well, interestingly, those are also specialized practice areas for French West Vaughn. So like you start to see how a lot of those connections come together. Very, very interesting. Um, well, let's, we, we can't be here today talking about pets and animal health without actually talking about the pets. And we've done a lot of the, the business and the scaling and all that fun stuff, but I think we all want to talk about the, the warm, fuzzy uh, creatures in our, our backgrounds. I know we, we all discussed, um, our, our resident pets that may or may not make appearances today. Um, so I know, um, that there is a shared love for our, our animals on this call. Um, <laughs> let's see who wants to go first. Uh, let's talk about the changes. Um, the, the age old question post pandemic, what changes have we seen in, in the pets and animal health space? Um, yeah. how are you working together to evolve through them and, and yeah. take us on that journey? Yeah, I can kick us off. Um, you know, Kristen mentioned that thus far, the pet industry has has shown itself to be recession proof. But one of the things that was really helpful as we were sort of navigating the pandemic and its effect on the industry was some of the really great research that the American Pet Products Association does. So we were able to keep a really close pulse on consumers and attitudes during the, during the pandemic, um, how people were shopping, how their purchasing behavior was changing, general attitudes and feelings about their personal finances and how that trickles down to their pets. Um, so that really helped us to keep a very close pulse on what was going on and be able to adjust our strategy strategies accordingly. And I know Kristen can can definitely speak to some of the specific trends that we were able to identify thanks to that research. Yeah. So uh, some of the notable changes um, that we saw happen during and after the pandemic were um, greater pet acquisition. More and more people were adopting or acquiring pets. Um as we were working from home, uh, we were spending 24 seven with our pets. So we were really growing and building that human animal bond um, to the point where a lot of a lot of folks just, it was more challenging to go back to work when, when that time came. Um, and then of course, uh, an e-commerce, you know, boom in spending um, as, as pet parents weren't able to get out and go to the store. So a lot more people were shopping online that may have otherwise um, been traditionally going to get supplies at the pet store, grocery store, that sort of thing. Um, and then in terms of some of the trending products we've seen, it, um, they include calming products, um, tech and innovation, uh, eco-friendly, sustainable products, uh, premium, premium pet foods and treats, and of course, health and wellness. Uh, one of the challenges that the pandemic uh, brought about for our industry is um, veterinarians um, started to experience a lot of increased stress because 
if you had to take your pet to the vet during the pandemic, you know how challenging it was. And it was um, it was very difficult for them to handle all the safety precautions along with the numbers of people who needed to get their pets and to see them. They also have staff shortages. There's a, there's a shortage of veterinarians in our country right now. So um, those are things that are, you know, being worked on in the industry uh, to alleviate some of that stress and, and um, to be able to provide um, greater care for the pets that the additional pets that have kind of come into our lives since the pandemic. Um, and then I think the last thing I would say is that, and this was already happening, you know, pre-pandemic, but I think it was accelerated by the pandemic, is that uh, the millennials and Gen Z, you know, their adaptation of technology, you know, since birth, basically, um, has really led to explosive innovation in pet technology. Um, and that's everything from telehealth, you know, you can you can have a veterinary appointment, you know, with your smartphone now, um, to GPS tracking, to health monitors for pets, and just dozens of other really cool uh, innovations in the pet space, in the tech space. Fascinating. I mean, really like so much um, that, that falls into also like that uh, CPG area um, that is, that is almost, I, I can just see countless ways in which these um, overlapping consumer insights uh, allow you to tap um, practices or services elsewhere in FWV to be able to bring them to better serve the FWV the fetching clients mm-hmm. um, and their consumers. And I just see such a like uh, sort of cyclical service um, ability to that. Uh, the other the other thing you actually noted was um, the challenges facing veterinarians and shortages there. And I see a big value in um a niche practice would have that visibility, but those pain points might not be felt um, so acutely when looking at like a greater uh, uh, campaign, maybe that's that's approaching this from a just a, a generic CPG approach or a generic um, product or serviceability approach, like looking at your different stakeholders um, and knowing how they're kind of navigating something in a way that's totally different um, from other day-to-day experiences of, of, um, of whatnot. So I think that's, that was a, that's a really um, notable insight and um, certainly a service back to the greater, the greater firm to, to be able to tap those um, kind of pain points in a, in a sensitive way. Right. Um. Leah, in terms of working with big companies and small companies in this space, do you, have you seen a difference in um, like how those outcomes play out or how the serviceability of them takes place? Yeah, it's it's interesting. And French West Vaughn as a whole has a history of working with clients ranging from small startups and local businesses to huge national and, and international companies. And we really approach, whether it's a smaller or big client, we really sort of approach it in a similar way. I mean, certainly there's, to your point in talking about the serviceability, sometimes with the really small clients, it is challenging to, um, you know, provide the level of service that those clients expect, even when budgets might, you know, not be reflective of that. But um, French West Vaughn is very much a service first agency. And so we really do always strive to deliver the same level of service, whether it's a big client or a small client. 
with, of course, the hope being that some of those small clients were going to help grow and they'll turn into bigger clients. Um, I think a fantastic example of that, which is not at all in the pet and vet space, um, is Wrangler. Wrangler is one of our oldest clients. Um, we've worked with them actually since before French West Vaughn itself was even started. And they were smaller when we started working with them. And we've really grown with them over the years and it's been a great partnership. So um, we we approach big clients and, and small clients in a similar way. Um, it is interesting to go back to the pet and vet space for the American Pet Products Association. You know, they're a leading trade organization. So they're obviously a larger, a larger company, a larger client, but a lot of their members are small businesses. And so we work with them, some directly, some indirectly on a regular basis. So we have that really interesting um, sort of dichotomy between that larger organization and those smaller businesses all wrapped up within the same client. Yeah. And I would just add to that, that uh, there's a lot of uh, mergers and acquisitions happening in, in the pet uh, industry um, and on the vet, um, the animal health side as well. So, you know, if a small, smaller client comes to us, you know, today, you know, they may be a startup company, but within a matter of just a few years, they can become part of a portfolio of a much larger company. So, you know, one thing that is, is important for us to, to do, and this is with any client, but, you know, particularly in yeah, I'm so close to the pet space. I tend to <laughs> think of this. This, this, this only happens in our world, but it doesn't. Um, when we, we we are working with those smaller brands or companies, it's really important to understand what their goals are, and if if an acquisition is um, among their goals, you know what results do do they need that's going to attract the right acquisition partner. Um, we, you know, there's been several accounts that that Fetching has worked on over the years that started out really small, and now they're part of. Uh, you know, some really big companies, including pharmaceutical companies. Um, I just actually ran into a, a, a company that we worked with about 10 years ago who got acquired by a very large animal pharmaceutical company. It was really exciting to see, you know, how they'd grown. Yeah, I love that you have this unique um, advantage of being able to, because you started as a small independent firm with some of these small brands, not only have you gotten to see your own agency, grow, but you've gotten to take some of these clients along with you for the ride. And that has to be very satisfying. Yeah. It's really rewarding. Well, and one of the things that Kristen taught me early on when I got involved with the space was that the pet industry is fairly small. And I mean, I've seen it firsthand. It's like, I've already seen clients that I'm like, wait a minute, we worked with them over here and now they're over here with a bigger <laughs> company. And then you really start to, it, it really is it's a smaller industry than you might think. So I think Kristen's point's a very good one. <laughs> yeah, I think every everybody knows everybody, <laughs> or at least it feels that way. It's a good feeling to have. Um, should we talk about uh, the future of the pets and, and animal health space? We've kind of started to scratch the surface, just that it's, that it's scaling and growing. But um, what does the future look like for FWP yeah. and fetching? Well, I... I referenced earlier um, that I uh, triple digit growth since um, since 20 or no, so I'm sorry, since 1997. And I think just since 2011, there's been 115% growth in the pet space. Um, we just keep exceeding spending records. Um, uh, as Leah referenced earlier in the discussion, the American Pet Products Association, <laughs> the American Pet Products Association, is going to be releasing uh, their new um, numbers for spending um, from the National Pet Owner Survey. So we're really excited to to see how much that number, assuming it jumps, 
there's no guarantee, but we're, we're excited to see what that number looks like next month uh, when they do reveal that. Um, uh, and just, I, I, you know, pets just are good for us. They make us feel better. They make us happy. They provide mental, social, emotional, and physical benefits. And so I, I just, I really feel strongly that even when, you know, when there's inflation or, you know, when budgets are cut, you know, home budgets are cut, you know, pets are not the first to, to be cut, you know, pet, pets, people are going to continue to spend on their pets. They want the very best, whether it's food, treats, toys, veterinary care, what have you. Um, so I, I'm very optimistic about the growth, the continued growth of our industry. It, um, it begs the question mm -hmm. when we talk just about how much we love our pets. Um, I know we are all dialing in remotely today, but is FWV a, a pet friendly office? Are there, do you have dogs that walk around and that would be, it would be very awkward now if we had to tell you no, but the good news <laughs> is we are, <laughs> we are, I do not have, um, I have two dogs and I sometimes, one of them is better in the office than the other. And I typically will bring him to the office with me. I did not today because I figured, you know, the one time that he would decide to bark would be when I was, we were spending time with you, Megan, but um, yes, we are pet friendly. Um, that's actually a great point. Some of those internal benefits, I don't really think we touched on those a lot, but there's definitely been some internal benefits like that, that have come about indirectly from the acquisition, uh, from the fetching acquisition. Yeah. We were not pet friendly um, before we acquired fetching. We did not offer pet insurance to employees, which we do now. Um, we celebrate national take your dog to work day, um, in a big way, which we didn't do before we acquired fetching. So there's definitely been some fun things like that on the internal side of things that have, um, that have been a lot, a lot of fun. Absolutely. I would, I would love at some point, um, to, to see, a uh, not so scientific report about the mental health benefits of merging, uh, fetching into FWV, yeah. and, um, especially as we talk That's about good, so much mental idea. health awareness right now, post pandemic. Yeah, that is a good idea. I, yeah, I suspect you're, uh, That's a good idea. you guys have been one of the healthier firms would be my guess, mental health wise, <laughs> with all those therapy dogs roaming around. Yeah. <laughs> right. Somebody, yeah, I, somebody keeps too. asking, can they, can they bring their cat? I don't know what the final verdict is on that, but I would die if I saw a cat just walking through the office. Yeah, and, and I would just say most cats would probably prefer to stay home. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That, but, that's and, the you know, outside of the box thinker who brings their cat to the office. Another fun, another fun thing about our industry is uh, it is perfectly acceptable for your dog to bark during a Zoom call when you're on a client call with with a pet brand or that is true. You know. <laughs> That it makes true. it all a little more approachable. If only everyone Absolutely. shared that that perspective, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. When I first when I first got involved with the industry, I was on a call and my dogs went crazy in the background, and I'm desperately trying to you know mute and get them quiet. And everyone on the call is like, "Oh, what are their names? Can we see them?" You know, it's like, "Oh, this is this is fun." <laughs> New meaning to uh, we've we've affectionately coined ours the uh, the coworker and like our third coworker in the house, but um it really yeah. does kind of give new meaning to that when they know their place on a Zoom call. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, Leah, Kristen, this has been such a phenomenal conversation. We've learned a lot. We've scratched the surface. Um. I'm excited. Intended, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 
I was going to um, say that earlier. <laughs> when you talked about the perfect uh, pairings of the cats, I really, I had to withhold on the, the, the perfect pun, but um, anyhow, no, it's been really great to, to visit with both of you to learn a little bit about um, the value, not only that I think like a niche firm is bringing, but also um the, the value of animals in our, throughout all of our practice. I think there's, there's something in, in learnings to be said about just the, the cultural um, benefits there too. And that has been fun to, to hear both of you speak to. Um, I'm excited to visit your office, meet the dogs, uh, <laughs> meet both of you okay. at some point down the road in person, but um, thank you both so much for being here. Yeah, it was our pleasure. Thank you so much for having us, Megan. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Um, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Were you about to say something, Leah? Oh, no, I was just oh, going to okay. say thanks for having us. It's been a lot of fun. Absolutely. My pleasure. Well, this has been the Provoke Media Podcast with French West Vaughn and French West Vaughn Fetching. Um, Leah Markham and Kristen Levine, thank you so much both for being here. And we are signing up. You've been listening to the Provoke Podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers.